Welcome to Town Talk on News Talk 1230 WFBA. Over the next hour, you'll be introduced to business and local leaders impacting our community. Text your comments or questions directly to the studio at 540-371-5756. Now, the host of Town Talk, Ted Schubel. It is the uh, Fredericksburg Area Museum this morning, and uh, we're going to get an update on all kinds of great things going on. We'll look ahead at what's what's going on next year. Uh, Gayla Sims is here, the curator at the museum, and Sam McKelvey, the president and CEO of the, the museum here. Good morning to both of you. Thanks for, for getting up early and coming in this morning. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Sam, when you were last here, you were like brand new, and we had huh. to treat you nice and, you know, <laughs> you know, hear your story, and, 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 and now it's just like you're, 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 you're part of the gang. I, it, it still doesn't feel that way, Ted. Still, <laughs> I think I'm still pretty brand new. I think everybody should be nice to me still. And, you know, no, it's been, it's been a wonderful uh, five, six months now. And I'm still learning a lot, but I'm, I'm getting getting to know enough to be dangerous. Is what I'm telling people at this point in time. So it's it's been good. What was so interesting about and, and you don't often often hear that because most people come in and you're kind of like Gala, where you come in from from out of town and you, you learn everything. You you came here and you hadn't been in Fredericksburg, but you you worked around here and knew a lot about the museum and a, and a lot about Fredericksburg. Yeah, sure. I mean, it, as I said before last time, I mean, Virginia was always my, my home away from home. I grew up in a different state, but Richmond and, and Fredericksburg, Central Virginia area were, is where I vacationed and came quite often. And then growing yeah. up here and, uh, and uh, working in and around museums in the state, I I visited Fredericksburg all the time. I, you know, my previous position, we even had meetings at the Fredericksburg Area Museum. So I, it wasn't mm. like it was something that was foreign to me when I came. And it was one of those things uh, that I was always interested in coming to a place like Fredericksburg to lead a, uh, the, a museum uh, that's so built into the community. And it's been it's hitting all the expectations that I could ever expect. In. I was just going to say, yes. has it met your expectations? I guess it has. It has. I, you know, it's it's um, it, it's funny. I mean, it's one of the more nice, wonderful, inviting communities that I've ever ever experienced. Uh, people have opened their doors to me. People have been taking me to lunch and telling me about uh, Fredericksburg and its history and the museum. And yeah. it's been uh, it's been it's been wonderful. And certainly getting to know the staff and the board and. And all the programs that we have and still getting used to now i'm experiencing those programs i, I was a lot of hearing about the programs yeah. but now i'm actually seeing them in action it's been really great we're going to talk this morning in, a, in just a second about a program that's coming up tomorrow that is uh is, is something that's been done now for for a number of years and a, a, a great uh a great holiday program one of the things and i know that you you all didn't have weren't directly involved but i just thought this is sort of a fun thing that you don't often see museums do you did uh, you did a you tested a game last weekend <laughs> which I thought was a great idea. I mean, I guess we sometimes when you're wondering is this going to work or how will it work to just for a couple of hours people came in and played a game and I guess you analyzed if if you analyzed them playing the game. Yeah, so the board game is for an exhibition that we have coming up. It'll open on March 1, 2024 about the Marquis de Lafayette. So we have a board game that our educator has been developing that is loosely based off of Candyland um, that is all about the Marquis de Lafayette's uh, 1824 Grand Tour of the U.S. So you get to follow along on his journey. And Teresa Kramer, our educator, is, is an evaluation expert. So what she does is make sure that the stuff that we develop works when we you know actually put it out in the yeah. world and so she's the one who who created the game and then spearheaded uh, us trying it out and i think it went really well 
That's just so fun. I mean, <laughs> it, it, it makes sense that you have to do that sometimes, that you can't always do things internally and you want to just bring other people in. And so I just, I saw that and I thought, this is sort of, this This is, there, there, there's there's a lot of fun things going on. You you, you deal with really heavy issues and, and, and deal with history there, but you can have fun with have fun with it's built with, with the community, you know. I think that's really great. The community gets to come in and actually take part in creating an exhibit. Uh, so it's it's their input. It's it's what's what we're what we're using to be able to create an even better experience for people when they come in the door. So it's been a lot of fun uh, hearing and seeing that type of uh, of work in action in the community. And I think I like to think of it as like Lafayette, you know, shoots and ladders Lafayette, right? So <laughs> yeah, you know, sliding down and he's you know in shipwrecks oh, and, and all sorts of things so it's it's been it's it's been an interesting experience i'm learning a lot too about lafayette just based off the game <laughs> you get you get close it's just like that when you play candy line you get close to winning and all of a sudden you're all the way back down to seven or eight so um we're, we're going to talk again I mean, uh, as we go along this morning too because uh that next year we'll we'll be hearing a lot about lafayette and uh, it's going it's to be a, a, a big deal in the city of Fredericksburg. Sam McKelvey and Gayla Sims here this morning from the Fredericksburg Area Museum. Quick break. We're going to come back and talk about uh, FAMFAIR tomorrow and what uh, that all involves. be some great weather for it. And uh, we'll uh, jump into it when we come back on News Talk 1230 WFVA. Welcome back to Town Talk on News Talk 1230. You can weigh in about today's topic on Facebook at WFVA 1230 and by text at 540-371-5756. Here's your host, Ted Schubel. Sam McKelvey, Gayla Sims here this morning from the Fredericksburg Area Museum. FAMVA.org, the website. There's also a great Facebook page that will uh, keep you up to date on uh, all the doings of the Fredericksburg Area Museum. Tomorrow is FAMFAIR. What is fanfare? <laughs> it sounds fun. Yeah, it's uh, it's it, well, this is my first time too, Ted. So, but <laughs> uh, fanfare is uh, is it's built on a German historic style uh, craft festival. So it's 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 been um, it's going to be between eleven a.m. and six p.m. We have a number of historic and traditional trades and crafts. Uh, vendors that are going to be there. Um, I think we're up to 22 uh, vendors there tomorrow. Um, so it's a number of them that will be able to sell their their paintings, their pottery, their uh, 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 their foods, their mm-hmm. snacks. There's all sorts of things that are going on there. We have live music. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. We have Santa Claus. I mean, who you know what you know what's <laughs> right. the top Santa Claus? Right, you can't. Um, so it's going to be a um, really fun environment. Um, if you obviously this is the perfect time of year to do your your Christmas shopping. Yeah. So what's better than um, a free and open museum? By the way, and coming there and checking the museum out, and then checking out Fanfare to be to do a little shopping and get in the, in the holiday spirit um, between eleven and six tomorrow. A lot to do and a lot to see. And like you say, th- this is the kind of thing where you can be just roaming around and all of a sudden you see something that you you get you get one of those unique gifts that no one else is going to be is is going to be giving yes i spend a lot of money there every year (laughs) Um, i'm supposed to be working but instead i'm shopping because there's so many beautiful things and you know all of the vendors are so kind and open and welcoming and you see a mug or you see you know some popcorn and you just have to spend your money you do have to yeah no so it's, it's, it's that this is that kind of place that, mm-hmm. that that you can do that so 11 to 6 tomorrow take advantage yeah it's going to be great we have you know some of the it's for those that have been there before we have some of the same vendors that that have been there before liberty town's going to be back 
you know, Alpine Chef is doing German style uh, food is going to be back uh, doing that. Um, but we have some new uh, vendors as well. We have uh, Beth's Mad uh, Mad uh, Butter Baker and <laughs> Mia Bella's Candles, which are new vendors. So there's always new things that we're bringing into the scene as well uh, for folks that have been there before. And um, new this year, we're also selling some great soup from La Petite. Thanks, a shout out to them for doing an in-kind donation for that for us. And um, also, obviously, we're, we're doing some wonderful beverages, some old wines, some hot toddies, all the fun things that you'd expect at a, at a supposedly a cold event, but I think it's going to be pretty nice. It's going to be, it's it's going to be, be great. great. Yeah, it's going to be very nice tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. But and this does give you, uh, you, you get kind of a sampling, too, of, of just some of the businesses in downtown Fredericksburg and what they offer. So. Absolutely, a lot of good, a lot of good things for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, try to stay local, right? These are all the great vendors that we have downtown. We can kind of, you know, put it out in the market square in a very traditional environment that that, that they would have had. So it's it's great to kind of pull the town together this time of year and see all the, all the things that new things that they're doing. To be able to do something like that at Market Square, any kind of event at Market Square, there's just there's a there's a there's a vibe, there's a feel in Market Square, whether it's the concerts or some, something like this. It's, it's it's a great location to be able to have to have things yeah i mean you know people have been meeting in market square for hundreds of years at this point so yeah. it's really nice it makes you feel like you're part of history in a way um but it's also just lovely it makes you feel like you're in a hallmark movie but you're here in fredericksburg it's it really is nice. kind of a hallmark movie kind <laughs> of thing yeah yeah cue the snow with the 65 degree weather <laughs> no I'm, I'm good with the snow and the, and, the, and the weather's good but uh again fanfare 11 to 6 tomorrow at uh, the, uh, the 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 Fredericksburg Area Museum, you mentioned Sam about the, uh, the the about no admission at the museum. That's been going on since since last summer. Yeah, September we we launched the pilot. I think I came in here and talked about it we did. here in August that we were launching that. Uh, and you know, it was we were very lucky at that time to have a donation from um, one of our wonderful supporters to be able to kind of try this effort out uh, to see how it would go. Uh, it, you know, I. I we love at the museum the concept of opening our history up for everybody and not have any type of financial barriers between the culture and the history of the city and the community. Um, so it, it was wonderful to do it. And, you know, we did it, uh, like I said, in September, and we saw an amazing response. I think we had a nearly 300% increase in visitors uh, for the for the month compared to last year. Uh, and what was great about it is people were able just to come in and stop by and come back. We had uh, multiple people that would just come in, you know, uh, see just one one exhibit, stop, head out just for lunch and come back, you know, at a local business hmm. and come back to, a little bit later, stop in and talk to docents. We had repeat visitors that came in and saw it, uh, it reminded them something at home and they'd bring an artifact in or something from their experiences and come in and talk to one of the, per- the people at the front desk. And so it became much more open, right, that people were able to stop in, see exhibit, have a conversation about the culture and history of the area in a much more free way. Wow, a a 300% increase is is, is pretty substantial and has to make you really excited. Oh, there's, gosh. there's such it, interest. It blew my expectations out of the water. I mean, I, I knew we'd probably get an admission bump, um, but I was never expecting, you know, tripling our our attendance that month. And, um, and you know, this is without any major events, right? It's at that point in time, Sounds of Summer had ended. Yeah. So this is truly just folks coming in and stopping uh, by by the museum. And so it was really exciting to see and um, something that, you know, I, that we've wanted to continue to expand and we have done so uh, throughout the rest of this year. So it's been through the rest of the year. Is it going to continue? 
It is, Ted. We have had such a a wonderful response from our donors and from the community um, that have backed financially uh, to allow us to be able to open it up. Um, And we are here announcing today that we'll be able to open up the entire year next year free and open uh, to the public. Uh, And we will talk about this, I'm sure, a little bit more about all some of the wonderful things that are going to be happening in 2024. But that's all going to be open for folks to come in and see free of charge. And so we're really excited to be able to bring that. And, you know, it's it's. Uh, it's wonderful. How exciting! That really is exciting. That when I know, I mean, you were excited when we when we when we talked uh, about in, in September of just that month of just seeing what was going to happen. But the fact that that the donors or, or you figured out a way to be able to do it that is just f- phenomenal. It really is. I you know, and it's it, it just goes to speak of the the community essence of this of Fredericksburg in this area that that people have been able to chip in to say, you know, what I have the resources to allow you know, this many people to come in, you know, some people, you know, were able to pay for a whole month and, uh, you know, and doing that, they're allowing upwards to 700, 800 people to come in and see the exhibits for free, which has been absolutely mind boggling and important. And I know that a lot of the donors have gotten a lot of satisfaction out of that. You know exactly where that money is going and what it's allowing folks to come in and see. It's been really wonderful from both our part the the, peop, the folks that are coming in and also the, the donors that have, have allowed us to, to uh, test this experience. Gail, as somebody, you, I mean, I know you're in your curator's office a, a lot of times, you, you'll go out and talk to people <laughs> when you when you hear them around in an in, in exhibit. I would think for just the staff, it's got to be really exciting to have that many more people going through the museum. It's beautiful. I mean, I just love sitting at the front desk and getting to greet people and say, hey, we're free, come on in. Like, <sighs> Take your time. You can be here <clears throat> for hours or you can be here for 10 minutes. Um, people are so happy when they walk in and they know that, especially families. You know, we get a lot of families who come in and they have, you know, a couple of kids and they're so happy that they get to, it's happening again, <clears throat> that they get to have people come in and just hang out. Um, and there's something so beautiful about making people feel like the museum's theirs, you know? Yeah. If you can come in and hang out for as long as you want, it's for you. The, uh, and don't worry about coughing. It's that it's it's it's, it's that it's that time of year. No, Sam. Just how you described about how you know people would would come and look at an exhibit, then go out and then come back. You can do that kind of thing when it's like this. That you're not just on a you're not on a t- you know you're not on a, t- on a on a ticket and once once you leave that's it. Right. I think you know one of the things I love doing is going up to Washington and going to a lot of the free museums that are there. I right? thought the same thing. Yeah, and and it becomes much more of a kind of a full day activity that you can kind of stop in and out. You can you know go to the cafes. You can kind of walk around, see government in action, so to speak, and then <laughs> mm-hmm. obviously uh, you know go in and, and, and experience the culture of the city. And so we really wanted to open it up much more like that too. And the location. Where Fredericksburg Area Museum is located, I mean, there's a ton of cultural activities in the area. Certainly, the businesses and restaurants. It's a perfect time to do that this time of year too. That coming down, shop a little bit, yeah. stop in the museum, head out for another place, and we hope to continue that experience and really trying to do some creative things in the museum to try to, to try to engage folks as they stop in and, and walk about the museum as well. Well, and you've got the kind of exhibits you've. I, I can think of just a, a number of the exhibits, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about some things coming up, and even some things that you, you have there. But you've got exhibits that a lot of times, you know, that I think that I, I would I could say to people, you ought to go you ought to go see that. But to say that, you know, you're having to say, well, you're going to have to, yeah, you got to buy a ticket unless you go on Monday and it, it just becomes, or you just say, hey, let's go on over to the museum. I want to show you this. I want to show you this, this cool exhibit kind of thing. And you can do that kind of thing. It becomes, it becomes very interactive between the museum and also between just, just 
want you know people talking about you yeah i mean one of my absolute favorite things is when people go over to foodie which is across the street from mm -hmm. the museum and they realize that there's a wait and then they come over to the museum and they say hey can we just hang out for a little while before we go oh, back wow. to foodie and so they'll come in and they'll go see one exhibit and then they'll go eat lunch and then they'll come back and they're like okay yeah. we've eaten now now we want to go see the history so i i think that's just so beautiful to get to pair those experiences and it feels very kind of quintessentially fredericksburg when people get to do that well you walk around the museum and, and so many of the exhibits tie into things that you find you see in the city so it's it, and it, especially sometimes if, if you're you're new or you haven't put things together you can see something go see it and then come back and see see other things it, may, it does it makes it when, when, when you were talking sam it just re reminded me of just being up in dc and going to a, a smithsonian museum you can go and see what you want Go away, come back, and, and that's what you can do now. Right. And those that have not come and seen that, we have some wonderful exhibits that are that are there still. You know, through through the end of this year, that you can come in, like I said, and see for free. Um, you know, we have uh, seen our African American artists of of uh, Fredericksburg exhibit that's still up, through which the is end of this year. such an interesting exhibit. It, <laughs> it really is, and we've had such a community outpouring uh, for that exhibit. Um, you know, it's been it's been wonderful to see uh, folks and to come in and see the artists. A lot of the artists themselves coming in multiple times. Of friends and family hmm. to be able to see their work, which has been really great uh, to see. So and that's open until the end of this year. So hopefully, take this opportunity, you know, that we're free and open to be able to see that before it closes. Yeah, I saw it, Gail. You took me through it. I guess it was over the summer. We 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 saw it, and it's 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 got so many ties currently to artists, but also it looks back and it's just a it's 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 an interesting exhibit so if you can, if you can see it before the end of the year you ought to yeah it's stunning it was curated by um the other curator at the museum sarah ernst and it just shows the kind of breadth of talent that we have here in fredericksburg and the surrounding areas i mean we have johnny p johnson who everyone knows is an icon here mm -hmm. in fredericksburg but we also have artists that are working today including jeanette holland who created this absolutely stunning quilt um, she's actually a self-taught quilter and it's got sparkles on it and there's nothing like seeing um, a bunch of children walk up and yeah. realize that this beautiful sparkly quilt is there for them to look at. Is the, is, is the dinosaur exhibit staying around a little bit longer? Yeah, that has another uh, two years, I think. Oh, okay. Uh, yes, that's years. a little longer. So we have it. Yeah, so if, and that's great for families and kids. We have a, another uh, great game. I guess it's a game. It's a scavenger hunt throughout the entire museum. So we have the area in which we actually have very local fossils and, and preserved dinosaur prints mm -hmm. uh, for, uh, and talk about the the. You know, we don't think about it. We have shopping malls and houses, and but the dinosaurs that literally set foot here in Fredericksburg, not just out in the desert somewhere in the southwest. So we talk about that, but we have, you know, a game throughout the entire museum that kind of ties everything in to kind of hunt down the different dinosaurs <laughs> uh, that throughout the different uh, through the whole museum that kids love to do, and it's great for families. And it's a way for them to kind of learn about you know science and and uh, paleontology something that I yeah. was really interested in. I think my first job that I ever wanted was to be a paleontologist. Right. <laughs> like Who doesn't? Everybody loves dinosaurs, right? So, yeah. Um, yeah. It's been great. To, and so we'll have that for another two years. But obviously, um, you know, uh, come down and see that uh, over this next next few months as well. The, the, the great thing sometimes about exhibits are when you, you come up with good names for them. And the <laughs> name for that exhibit, Stomp FXBC, <laughs> is so good. 
It is so good. I, I looked at it and I thought, whoever came up with that is just so clever and uh, has found their calling. That was Sarah Ernst again. She's the one who curated that exhibition. And I think we're all very proud of that one. I mean, for the name, for the actual interpretation, and then for the response that we've seen from families who are just having the best time looking for dinosaurs all over the place. We'll have to do a show sometime uh, on this, but just of how you come up with ideas for exhibits, because I'm sure from start to finish, it's, it's, you know, years in the making, I would think. Absolutely. I'm working on an exhibition right now that will open in 2025. That is a kind of large scale, comprehensive exhibition on African-American history in the Fredericksburg area. (laughs) And I started working on that the day I got the job. So, you know, it's going to be years in the making, Yeah, but we want to make sure that it's really beautifully done, that we have a lot of community input, and that people are going to be proud when they come see it. That's one thing, Gail, with, with all that you have you have done. I mean, you always are looking for and in, in getting input from the community. It's not, you, you've never taken any of the, 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 uh, the exhibits or programs that you work in. It's like, this is what I'm going to, this is what <laughs> I'm going to do. You've always been very careful and have wanted to get to get public input. Absolutely. That's what the work is to me. You know, I have ideas and I do a lot of research, but I have a lot of gaps in my knowledge that other people can fill in. For the exhibition that we're opening in March, the Lafayette exhibit, which I think we'll talk more about, I had a whole panel of community reviewers who um, looked at the interpretation the whole time. And it's really important to make sure that people are, are seeing what we're doing and making sure that they're catching any mistakes that I might make or, you know, seeing, you know, you forgot about this story or maybe you should phrase it differently. That is so valuable to the experience. And, and it's really important to me. And just after you, after you get the concept and you know what you want to do to, to make it so it's that the people want to go and read a panel and to, and to design a panel is, is, is something that takes, I would guess, some time and some skill. <laughs> so much time. Um, it's, It's a real pleasure to get to do the work, and I love thinking through these things. I'm really grateful that I have, you know, incredible colleagues like Sam who are willing to let me just talk with him for hours about, okay, what about this? Or what should we put here? Do you think this would work well here? Um, And and I just, yeah, I feel really lucky that there are so many people who are willing to do that work alongside me. It must be fun. I mean, it is, I guess, a a challenge, Sam, to, to put this together, any kind of exhibit together to make it. To make it informative yet interesting. Yeah, I mean, you do, you do what you can, right? And I think you're always, um, you know, we, we're trained to do it, right? We've taken cloud. I remember having classes about specifically how to pick up chairs and collections. So it's kind of funny that, <laughs> yeah. you know, and then designing exhibits. And we design many, many exhibits, in, you know, in our training and the way that we do things. And But it's all about community feedback, right? We mm. want to make sure that, you know, what their stories are in there correctly in the way that they that they want to be, be told and, and the way that we want them to look. And going back to something that you and Gail were talking about, we, we have so many ideas, right? So I think our biggest challenge is trying to, like, yeah. you know, we have, I think, at least four years of exhibits already in the making right now, <laughs> but it just kind of grows, right? You yeah. start coming up with more ideas and you're talking to another community member about another idea and it just kind of starts forming this long list of exhibits that you try to kind of narrow down to what is possible. But there, the, there's so many things that we want to do and so many things that, that we're looking forward to do in, in the coming years yeah. that there's there's it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, Sam has to rein me in sometimes. I'm like, what about this? What about <laughs> this? this? What yeah. about this? <laughs> That's it. I mean, it's, it, it, it's, 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 a great, it's a great problem to have, and it, it, it's great for the community to have <laughs> these kinds of things, and especially now with the uh, – with uh, the, you know they are they're they're all open to the public to be able to see. 
uh, anytime. Sam McKelvey and uh, Gayla Sims here this morning from the Fredericksburg Area Museum. FAMVA.org, the website, FAMVA.org, FAMVA.org is the website. More coming up on News Talk 1230 WFPA. We talked about Lafayette. We'll get into that, and uh, that will be a big name that you hear a lot about next year, and we'll uh, delve into that on News Talk 1230 WFPA. It's 831. From the Fredericksburg.today online news studios, this is News Talk 1230 WFBA Fredericksburg, a centennial broadcasting station focused on Fredericksburg. This is Town Talk on News Talk 1230 WFVA. Hear the show anytime by subscribing to the Town Talk podcast on your favorite podcast platform. And now, here's your host, Ted Schubel. Good stuff this morning with the Fredericksburg Area Museum, Sam McKelvey. I almost called you Sean. I looked at <laughs> Sam and I... I mean, you got the S right. Yeah, yeah. But, but Sam McKelvey is here, the president and CEO, and Nagela Sims, the curator of African American History and special projects. Speaking of special projects, Scala, <laughs> uh, next year's a big year as far as uh, Lafayette. Yes. And that, I know, is one of the things that you're focused in on. Yes, definitely. So um, I'm working on an exhibition called Lafayette's World, Revolutionary Ideals and the Limits of Freedom that will open on March 1st, 2024. And it is part of a larger citywide commemoration of the 200th anniversary of when the Marquis de Lafayette came to visit Fredericksburg. Um, the Marquis de Lafayette is a very interesting person. He was very integral to uh, the Americans winning the Revolutionary War. And in 1824 and 1825, he traveled across the whole United States. He went to every state that was then part of the United States. And he came here to Fredericksburg and he hung out with us. And we are celebrating the 200th anniversary of that visit. So what did he do that was integral in, in helping us win? Because I did that I know very little. If you were <laughs> if you were to have given me a test ahead of time with like five questions about Lafayette, I don't think I would have even gotten First one of right. First all, Ted, you need to watch Hamilton. If we have not watched Hamilton, <laughs> you can get all the information about Lafayette. I from did, there, I but I didn't right? understand Hamilton. That is not all of the information about Lafayette. <laughs> Um, so the Marquis de Lafayette was a French nobleman and he was actually orphaned pretty early on. And so when he was 19 years old, he was like, you know what? I want to join the American Revolution. So at 19, he sailed across the ocean and he came here to the United States and he hung out with George Washington and lots of the other revolutionaries. And um, he became a general, actually at age 19. At age and, 19? Yes, isn't that wild? Yeah. Um, and he he was wounded in his very first battle, the Battle at Brandywine. Um, but in general, he just was really, really um, helpful to you know Washington and some of his contemporaries. And what people m kind of best remember him is that he fought at the Battle of Yorktown, which was the deci decisive battle, mm -hmm. which you know led to us winning. And so he um, had his own little squadron, and he he did a lot of work that then led to us, you know, being successful. And so um, he was kind of one of America's first celebrities. Um, everyone in America loved that man. And so when he came back in 1824, there's this this really funny statistic, like. I want to say it's three quarters of New Yorkers mm -hmm. showed out to see him when he came back, which is a lot of people. And everywhere he went when he was on his grand tour, everybody showed up to see him and, and he was really beloved. So it's really an honor to get to talk about him and to get to think about his contributions. 
So this is a really a terrible analogy when I say this. And you're, when I, after I say it, you're going to say to me, I wish you'd never said that. Mm-hmm. But it'd be sort of like if Taylor Swift came <clears throat> and hung around Fredericksburg for a while. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I think lots of people who are involved with this commemoration would agree with you on that. Um, Another thing I love to talk about when we talk about the Grand Tour is that it was the beginning of the souvenir industry. So (laughs) everywhere he went, there were um, like napkins and jugs and jewelry and textiles that had his face on them. And we're actually going to be featuring some of those objects in our exhibition. Seriously, so yeah. you've got some you've got some cool things to look at then. Absolutely, yeah. So some of the things are already in our collection. We have a jug with Washington and Lafayette's face on it. We have a plate that shows um, the ship that he came in on when he came for his grand tour. We're also borrowing some objects from Lafayette College in Pennsylvania, including um, a ring with his face on it hmm. and um, a handkerchief and some other stuff. And then we're also borrowing uh, a portrait from Stratford Hall and a couple of uh, some plates and serving dishes from the George Washington Foundation. Because when he came here, he went and visited Kenmore. And so we have the actual dishes that were used at that dinner. How about that? <laughs> well, it's 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 so interesting that you're able to uh, that that uh, you're able to to borrow things from from some other some of these other institutions that have them, organizations that 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 have them, and that there actually is stuff mm-hmm. that and and the, the the fact that you know the, the all the kind of the memorabilia stuff. I'm just a sucker for getting that kind of stuff. So that's, I I look at that and think this is where it all began for me. We're so lucky. A lot of repositories from Fredericksburg have lent us some objects. The James Monroe Museum is lending us a very cute statue of him um, that he gave, Lafayette gave to Monroe when he came to visit. And the Central Rappahannock Heritage Center is lending us the uh, brochure, the pamphlet that shows every single thing he did when he came to Fredericksburg. So we're feeling very lucky that we get to show all of these objects. So so he really did get around when he was in Fredericksburg and visited a number of things. Absolutely. He came to the city. He was greeted by the mayor and lots of dignitaries. He went to what is now the museum for a reception. Um, some of our, our friends who are on the commemoration committee like to talk about how he spent three hours greeting every person in Fredericksburg. Huh. Um, he went to St. George's Church for a service. He visited the Masons and he stayed at the Farmer's Hotel, which was on Caroline Street. So he went to all sorts of places around Fredericksburg. And Gayla, just the fact that he came to Fredericksburg speaks really highly of us that if if he he's this popular and and he chose Fredericksburg to to spend a good amount of time absolutely you know he was he was close with some of the other people from this area who fought in the Revolutionary War um, including Fielding Lewis who as many people know owned Kenmore Mm -hmm. and so he hung out with Fielding Lewis's son who was the mayor at the time and so he had a really nice time with him he also got to hang out with um, the descendants of Hugh Mercer, who, you know, there's the apothecary here now for Hugh Mercer. So Fredericksburg was an important place during the revolution and is now. And he's got a road named after us, you know, (laughs) Lafayette Boulevard. You can't go hardly anywhere around here without Lafayette Boulevard. Absolutely. This is something I talk about a lot, but there are so many places named after Lafayette. And I know a lot of people don't know who he is now, but you can kind of get a sense of his importance if you just think about all of the things that are named after Lafayette. Yeah. Lafayette Boulevard, Lafayette Elementary, 
Lafayette, Louisiana. There are all sorts of places that are named after this guy. And it's kind of nice to think about his influence. Yeah, you mentioned Lafayette College. And mm-hmm. So there's, there, there really is. So March 1st is when this exhibit opens. Yes, we can't wait. Um, another thing I wanted to mention is that we're highlighting Lafayette, but we're also highlighting diverse contributions to the American Revolution. So we're thinking about how African-Americans fought in the revolution, how women contributed, indigenous people, members of the LGBTQ community, all sorts of different people were integral in us kind of becoming the country that we are today. Yeah. Well, and this Boys and Girls is what's mm-hmm. the great thing about the museum, the Fredericksburg Area Museum. We're, we're talking about Lafayette and his you know, involvement here. But, you know, a few minutes ago, we were just talking about dinosaurs. And I mean, there's, a, there's such a wide variety of things at the museum. Yeah, that certainly are. So we, we try to, and, you know, we try to have them speak to each other in some way. It's hard to really have dinosaurs speak to Lafayette. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, maybe we can figure that out. Gala, that's on Gala's still got today. time. Got yeah. It. Yeah. Um, but uh, we, we do try to try to integrate and, you know, we, we try to hit as many different, you know, areas of history, prehistoric history as we really can. And, you know, and, and in, try to round our exhibits out as much as we can. I mean, Gala was talking about, you know, the contributions of, of you know, different people to, to the, uh, the American Revolution. Yeah. And Lafayette himself, for instance, is, is a huge abolitionist. I mean, he argued with James Madison and, and Thomas Jefferson, you know, hmm. for, for many years about the abolition or them holding uh, people in bondage and, and you know, the, the problems of the, of the ideals of the American Revolution and that they don't really reach all people. And so that is a key component to what we have um, here because he was known for that. And he brought a lot of that to his, uh, his own continent, right? After the war, he brought the ideals of the American Revolution, him and some of his other contemporaries, the French were allies with us during the American Revolution and brought those to begin their own revolution, the French Revolution shortly after, which certainly spread to the rest of Europe. So you can see how kind of, just like our exhibits, how they all kind of mold together, Mm -hmm. the history kind of molds together in many different places all over the world as well. So I, I guess the, the, I mean I know more about Lafayette now than I than I, than, than I ever did, and I guess that's that's that that's your goal. That uh, by is this exhibit going to be what open through the through March first through the end of the year? Yes, absolutely. So the exhibit will be March first through the end of 2024, and we have a lot of programming that will also go along with that. Um, right after after the exhibit opens, we'll be doing a panel with Germana Community College on diverse participation in the Revolutionary War. In May, I will be doing a talk on Lafayette and abolitionism to kind of expand on what Sam was just saying. Okay. And then in November 2024, there will be the larger citywide commemoration. So we're going to have a ton of different events kind of rethinking, recreating some of what Lafayette did when he came here to Fredericksburg. What a great thing, though, that the museum is able to be be part of this along, along with the city and, and, and remember this this you know the 200th anniversary yeah and and i think you know lafayette is so important for really the state of virginia i think as gill was saying his his uh, contributions at yorktown but he he actually commanded you know the main portion of the of washington's army in and around central virginia um, we all know benedict arnold or many of us have heard that name but he was kind of that counterpart of fighting Benedict Alder when he had turned to the bridge side. And so uh, he uh, he was hmm. very active in this area. And so we're also trying to work on a possible bus tour to kind of hit up some of the places that Lafayette fought um, during the revolution as well. So we're trying to tie in as many different components of Lafayette as we can. Interesting, because we, we, a lot of us, we, we don't know a lot about the, the Revolutionary War. And this, mm-hmm. this adds really an exciting component to it because we don't we don't talk about this this part, but now that 
it's the anniversary of him uh, being here. Good yeah, job. and and, and you know, what's exciting about this for us, at least for me, um, is that we're coming up on a big anniversary, Ted. So we're coming up on the 250th anniversary. This is something you'll hear coming up quite a bit as we approach 2026, which is the 250th anniversary of the signing of the Declaration of Independence and, and the 250th anniversary of the beginning of the Revolutionary War. Yeah. And so, and you're going to hear this word a lot as you come up as <laughs> semi-quincentennial. I've had to work on that word. Ooh, I'm going to have to really work. Semi-quincentennial is the 250th okay. anniversary commemoration of this. So um, this is a great opening to that because we're getting into <laughs> this 200th anniversary of Lafayette coming here, but it's also a good way to kind of, kind of pre-look at the importance of the American Revolution, not just from the fighting and the military standpoint, but really the ideals that make us who we are today and what do they still mean and as a conversation as we look forward and what the next 250 years mean in our country. Quick break. We'll wrap it up this morning. We'll talk about Black History Month. We'll get into that and uh, it's just uh, what, what, the, what the new year looks like with the Fredericksburg Area Museum. Good stuff this morning with uh, Gayla Sims and Sam McAlvey of the museum. FamVA.org. Check out their uh, Facebook page, too. A lot of good information. FamVA.org. We'll uh, conclude when we come back on News Talk 1230 WFVA. This is Town Talk on News Talk 1230 WFVA. Download the all-new News Talk 1230 WFVA app for Apple and Android. Text your comments or questions directly to the studio at 540-371-5756. And now, here's your host, Ted Schubel. It is the Fredericksburg Area Museum this morning. Sam McKelvey, the president and CEO. Gayla Sims is a, a curator at the museum. And Black History Month, Gayla, is uh, is in February. And uh, I know the museum always has, has different events or different uh, special programming. Absolutely. And, you know, we celebrate Black History every day of the year, but we also really like to highlight it during Black History Month. And so this year we have a lot going on. One of the things I've been working on with the city of Fredericksburg is um, adding new wayside panels. You know those panels that you see when you're walking around downtown? Yeah. We're adding five new ones this year, um, including one for Mr. Johnny P. Johnson, one for Dr. W.L. Harris, one for Decoration Day, um, and one for Walker Grant, the historic building. And so we will be opening those this Black History Month on February 3rd, and we'll be doing guided tours on February 3rd, 10th, and 17th. So people can come by and see all of those new beautiful panels. That is, I'm glad that's being done because uh, with the, with the, there's that the, the the walking tour that's available, but there's not in in some of the places there's there's nothing there. Or if you don't know the city well and, and know where some of these places are, yes. Because I'm assuming like the decoration day one will be over by the cemetery, absolutely. And you know just different places, but if you don't know some of the landmarks in Fredericksburg, you're not going to know some of that. Absolutely. You know, um, there's that beautiful mural to Johnny P. Johnson on the corner of William and Sophia Street. And it's such a gorgeous mural. And everyone who is from Fredericksburg knows who that is, right? Mm -hmm. But if you're coming to visit, you don't necessarily know who that is. No, it's just a mural. So now we're putting a wayside panel there so that people, when they come by, they'll be able to learn about his you know, incredible influence in this community and how important he has been to all of us. So I'm, I'm really pleased that we're doing that and and very lucky that we get to work with the city on this amazing project. Now, the more panels, uh, the, the, the panels just do provide so much, so much history, whether it's the, it's the, uh, the John Washington, that, that's, that, that's one of the historic signs that, mm-hmm. the, that the state puts up, but that, that tells the story over there in front of Foodie. But again, the, the more panels, the better. <laughs> that's how I feel. And, and I've been really, you know, we've been really proud to work with the community to make sure that they feel comfortable with the interpretation that we're putting on display. And we'll 
have a new map, you know, that'll kind of show all the different places that the new ones will be. Yeah, I was going to say, but it's great, too, because it, it, the panels are great, but you get gala for the, <laughs> for the tours and you get, you know, so yeah. even better is that you get all the context behind the history. And so we like to kind of layer that interpretation, right? You have the signs, mm-hmm. which you can kind of do passively, but those that are more interested in kind of hearing the fuller story or hearing storytelling done well, and Dr. Sim certainly does that, um, you know, we have the, the availability in this, you know, for for Black History Month to be able to kind of hear more about those signs and, and how they're created and the stories behind them. And certainly not the last time we'll be able to have those opportunities as well. She said February 3rd? Yes, February 3rd, we'll have a reception at the Fredericksburg Area Museum, and then we will take um, a smaller group, you know, we can only fit about 30 people on the trolley to go see the five new panels that the city is installing, and then UMW is actually installing four new ones as well. And the best part is that I'm not the only one who's going to be speaking. We're going to have different community members speaking to different panels. So Ms. Gaya Degbalola speaking to Mr. Johnny P. Johnson. We'll have um, Reverend Hashmel Turner speaking to Decoration Day, um, as well as some other people. So it'll be it'll be a really fun day, I think. Yeah, yeah, interesting. And then and just just the, the fact that the, and I guess we'll start seeing the panels going up sometime next year. Or they'll be going up and probably covered over till the. Uh, Till it happens, but 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 uh, but uh, good good stuff there. Exciting year coming up with the museum. And you you mentioned that there's that there the uh, the, uh, the 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 no admission policy at the museum, Sam will continue into the new year. Yeah, we're going to do the whole uh, year next year. We'll be open and free. So uh, first time I think I'm announcing that today. So um, hopefully uh, folks can kind of hear that and and start uh, kind of getting their plans together and go into our website, which we've said a few times and kind of seen what's happened in the museum. Obviously, we talked a lot about this. We have uh, the Black History Month offerings that that we have. We have Lafayette coming in March. (laughs) Um, We have some other great things. We have a new LGBTQ plus exhibit that will be opening in June that we're very excited about programming with that as well um, and we have obviously our full summer events calendar um, sounds of summer will be back and rocking and ready to yeah. go um, and fanfare again next year um, we're also working on a, on, on a black arts festival uh, again next year as well with uh, with uh, uh, this uh, city um, Henrico or city recreation and parks got caught in my old job for a I was second say yes <laughs> um, and so and more more plants are coming so we're excited to be able to do a lot and like I said a lot of those events are free and open and certainly the museum is always free and open Famfare is tomorrow at Market Square from 11 to 6 and if you're looking to do some holiday shopping or just sort of have a kind of a German feel to everything <laughs> um, take you know that tomorrow's a, tomorrow the, the, the weather will be a great day to take part in that yeah so come on out and check it out if you haven't been there before it's a great time I uh, spend a lot of time um, shopping looking around just the ambiance is wonderful in Market Square it's literally meant to be a market and we're gonna be a market again <laughs> and uh, and be able to come out and and do that and if you have if you have been there before we got some new things going on so please come on back down and obviously the museum's open and free as well so you can come on and see if you haven't seen it this year and if you want to find out more about the Fredericksburg area museum and in how to contribute and be part of that go to famva.org all kinds of information there that you can become really a part of the community by by joining the museum and getting involved there yes follow us there and and keep checking out what's going on we try to keep up regularly with everybody that follows and getting the news that they need to know to come to the next events sam mckelvey and gala sims thank you both for coming in so much information this morning and a lot of fun great way to end the week so uh thank you so much and uh, we will talk again soon and merry christmas thank you thank you ted FAMVA.org, Sam McKelvey and Gayla Sims from the Fredericksburg Area Museum. Thanks for listening. We'll see you Monday.
Thanks for listening to Town Talk on News Talk 1230 WFVA. The views expressed by the hosting guests on this program are their own and not necessarily those of this station, its management, or Centennial Broadcasting. Hear the show anytime by subscribing to the Town Talk podcast on your favorite podcast platform. The Glenn Beck Program is next on News Talk 1230 WFVA. Focused on Fredericksburg.